The country's benchtop making industry is under scrutiny as authorities respond to a deadly lung disease caused by cutting into stone with high levels of silica dust. There are concerns that not enough's being done to track down and test Kiwi workers who could have a life-threatening lung disease. It's more than a year since alarming rates of accelerated silicosis were found among Australian workers making artificial stone benchtops. I'm Alexia Russell and today on The Detail, a hidden epidemic of illness, one that strikes down workers in their prime. And it's likely that a quarter to a third of our workers here will have some form of silica-related dust disease. Just imagine if if one in four people in your workplace was dying of an incurable disease. I mean, you'd be up in arms and out protesting on the streets. And I mean, it's just... It's just not right. That disease is called silicosis, and it's not like we didn't know about it. We've known about it since um, 2014, really, and we um, have been concerned about it for, for at least not that long. We've known about the risks of silica for 100 years. But it's taken a media expose in Australia to get any action on the issue. In this joint 60 Minutes, The Age and Sydney Morning Herald investigation, Adele Ferguson reveals startling information that while many workers say they've been unaware of the dangers, not so the manufacturers of these products. We have now tasked Safe Work Australia to do the work to scope out what regulation is required for all workplaces where you deal with silica dust and to do the work starting now on what a ban would look like. Engineered stone is a kitchen and bathroom designer's dream. Cheaper, more varied in colour and less porous than marble. Better looking and more hard wearing than formica. It's the material of choice when you're renovating. But for the workers who custom cut it, it's a nightmare. Without the right protections in place, they're breathing in tiny particles of crystalline silica that stick to their lungs and deliver them a death sentence. Adele Ferguson is the Sydney Morning Herald investigative journalist behind the story that's kicked off some strong government reaction. The story was triggered by an investigation I did into Safe Work New South Wales, which is a regulatory body for worker safety in in New South Wales. And uh, it had a huge amount of problems and people weren't being kept safe. And then I stumbled across the whole silicosis issue with engineered stone, which led me on to this project. So it started off as a, as a look at work practices and then you've stumbled upon this, like it's almost asbestos take two, isn't it? It absolutely is. That's exactly what it is. Does it scare you? It does, that it has gone on for so long. People have known about it and it's essentially been ignored or covered up. Let's start at the beginning. Tell me a little bit about what is happening in the um, stone industry. How are people developing this? We all see engineered stone, Caesar stone, Scylla stone. There's all these wonderful kitchen bench tops and bathroom bench tops that we've all grown to to love because they look so amazing in the kitchens and that's what attracted everyone to it so it came to australia in the late 90s early 2000s and it just went nuts 
people were just lapping it up because we're a nation of uh, renovators. And so our kitchens are just full of this engineered stone. And what we didn't know was that it is killing the workers and people have died from this young people in their 30s who have kids. And it's gone on for years. And it only came was made public in 2018 when a guy called Anthony White, who was 36, went public and said he had silicosis. And what that is, is it's an incurable, preventable, work-related lung disease. And you get it from cutting this engineered stone. So although it looks like marble, which is a natural stone, this isn't. And so it's got about 95% crystalline silica. So when you cut it, the dust is so tiny, the particles, that it embeds into your lungs and eventually you can't breathe, you suffocate, mm. you strangle to death. And it's a terrible, terrible death. And, and that's what's been happening with this product. When you're cutting it, the crystalline silica embeds in the lungs and eventually will kill you. When engineered stone was first kind of came onto the market, were there no alarm bells? There were no alarm bells. So the, the first company to create this product was Caesar Stone, which is based in Israel. They, they were the creators of engineered stone for bench tops. In 2010 in Israel, there was a, an investigative documentary which exposed that workers were dying from it. And it was based on a Professor Mordecai Kramer who did lung transplants. And he was seeing all these people in Israel coming to him needing a lung transplant. And it was because of silicosis, which didn't exist in Israel. And he thought, what on earth is going on? And he found out all these people were working with this engineered stone product. And um, he wrote a paper on it and called it Silicosis and Caesar Stone. And the company threatened to sue if he didn't take out the name Caesar Stone, which he did at the time. And yet it's made its way across the world to us. It has. It's in more than 60 countries around the world and there are many copycats now. So Caesar Stone is one of many different uh, manufacturers of this, of this product. I mean, has there been from the start kind of regulation around it? You know, employers saying, well, we must do this, wet cut this or super fantastic masks and equipment. Is What has been the scenario around that? So, no, that, that didn't happen. So in 2010, after this documentary, uh, Caesar Stone and other manufacturers started to put stickers underneath the slabs of this stone, they were tiny. It was 14 centimetres by 14 centimetres and tiny font, so people never read it. The companies that were actually cutting the stone that would then go in our kitchens, you know, and many of the workers I spoke to said that they had no idea even in 2018 that this stone was deadly. So there were no masks. There was no wet cutting because if you wet cut, it stops the dust a bit. It suppresses the dust. There was no proper ventilation. And so that's why you're getting so many people who, after a while, as it ingests into the in, into the lungs, you know, they're starting to come forward, get tested, and finding out that they've got advanced silicosis. 
How how long does it take from when they first start working with this engineered stone to when they get diagnosed? It seems to be about 10 years, which is much less than asbestos. Because what happened with asbestos is it would take 30 to 40 years before people would present with, you know, with the disease. Whereas here, you're seeing young tradies who are in their 30s who've got advanced silicosis. And your 60 Minutes story had some really poignant examples of young dads who couldn't even keep up with their kids. Yeah, it's shocking. There was a, a Vietnamese guy uh, called Din Tran who had weeks to live. Today, a slow shuffle around the street he lives in is a painful struggle. When I start the job, I don't know the danger. But after, I know. But, but when I know it, too late. Yeah. And he'd been working with it since he'd moved to Australia. He worked with the product for 13 years and uh, he was tethered to an oxygen tank and, and couldn't. Oh, it was just heartbreaking to see him. And he was saying that he had no idea when he was working. Or well, there was Josh Hunt, who was 31, three kids. It's taken a toll. It's taken, like I said, it's taken everything from me. Hasn't worked since 2019 and is just, um, you know, suffering from depression because of, you know, how his life has turned upside down just from doing his job. The Australian experience prompted authorities in New Zealand to act. When we heard about it happening in Australia, the first case-finding activities in Queensland, we realised that it must also be happening in New Zealand and going under the radar. So we wanted to increase visibility of our concerns and we wrote a letter to the Ministers of Health, Social Development and Workplace Relations in ACC back in 2019. This is occupational and environmental physician Dr Alexandra Mutu, who's the chair of the New Zealand Dust Diseases Task Force, which was formed at that stage. They were receptive, but the system in New Zealand isn't really set up to deal with emerging occupational health issues. And that's probably one of the major issues moving forward, is that we're going to keep missing new occupational health issues and we're not going to have a really robust response which our workers deserve. What's the gap? What's missing? There's no national agency so there is a national public health agency and uh, there's an understanding by central government that there needs to be experts in public health at the table both in government and in the agency but there's not the same recognition for occupational health. So there's no agency that looks specifically at health related illness and the other thing is that WorkSafe is very safety focused and there are no occupational health experts on the board or in the executive leadership team of WorkSafe New Zealand. So the focus is on safety issues, immediate um, response. And while there's recognition of these illnesses that have latency, there's no horizon scanning or expertise or coordinated response because WorkSafe's responsibility is not for individual patients, it's they're a regulator. So there's a gap. Work to identify and assess people at risk of accelerated silicosis began in September 2020. As of the end of last month, 140 claims had been lodged with ACC for assessment. In New Zealand, we haven't done widespread screening of all of the known workers or the workers who have left the industry but were exposed to engineered stone in about the 10 years leading up to 2018-2019. Of the people that we have 
done screening on. Um, I saw an initial cohort of about 26 people in 2019, and of those people, three people had um, significant disease and needed to stop working in the industry, and um, about another 40% had significant history of exposure and had some signs, early signs of lung disease. Have we had any deaths yet? We have not had known deaths, but one of the problems with dust exposures, particularly silica exposure, is that you can have these same diseases, they look the same, but are caused by other things. If you go and see your doctor because you have a lung problem, it's not unless you're specifically asked about your workplace exposures that we know it's because of that. So you have a disease of the lungs that may be caused by natural, you know, genetic causes or something else. And unless you're asked if you have been exposed to silica dust, we don't know. So we can miss a whole bunch of diagnoses. And if they don't put in an ACC claim or they don't ask about the occupational exposure, we just know that person has a lung disease. We don't know it was because of an occupational exposure. So how clued up are GPs to recognise this? GPs are extremely overwhelmed in the New Zealand health system. They have been um, given what we call a health pathway. So there's a um, an online portal where you can go and read information about different health conditions. So there is a health pathway for silica dust exposure, which was written uh, in combination with health experts in ACC. But you can imagine that we have thousands of GPs around the country and we have probably about a 1,000 people who were exposed during this important period of time to engineered stone dust. And so each GP is likely to see very few, if any, workers. So it's very hard to upskill the entire general practice expertise up to the point of understanding how to manage someone or assess someone who's been exposed to silica dust. WorkSafe has tried hard to educate and upskill workplaces about silica dust in particular uh, based on the information we gave through the Dust Diseases Task Force. So they will go in and educate and then they will regulate. In 2019, WorkSafe issued 113 notices to 64 businesses, including 21 prohibition notices and 71 improvement notices. But the very next year, it issued 166 notices to 75 businesses, just three prohibitions, but 115 improvement notices. But by the time a worker's been exposed, it's too late. And we know that education um, doesn't last. Overseas, the workplace exposure standard, or the WES, has been lowered. So we used to think that a certain amount of silica dust was safe to be exposed to, but the engineered stone silica dust is more toxic and people are exposed to much higher percentages of silica in the products and so it's much more dangerous than we previously realised. So the workplace exposure standards internationally have been declining and they've also brought in a thing called the short-term exposure limit which says if you are grinding a bench for a small period of time we know that it spikes really high, the amount of silica dust in the air, and you need to be very careful and make sure that you're doing automated processes and protecting workers during that process. So are our standards aligned with the international standards? Our standards are not aligned internationally at the moment. And so that needs to be addressed? It does. There needs to be a whole suite of, um, of regulations, which WorkSafe has been trying to implement. 
but it needs to go further than that. It can't just be about um, about regulation and and slapping you know a, an improvement notice on a company that hasn't been protecting the workers. Some companies do go out of their way to protect their workers. Christchurch company Trethaway Artisan Stone, for example, which has spent millions upgrading its plant. We've put on um, half a dozen machines that are all automated, um, put a lot of water out to suppress the dust, so the amount of dry cutting that guys are doing is dramatically reduced over the years. Our next stage is getting to a point where there's zero dry cutting. We don't manufacture the stone here, we import it all, and then once it's in the country, the, the different organisations that import it will try and fit it to the kitchen or the bathroom. And some workshops and some organisations have very amazing, you know, amazing what they call CNC machines, which essentially isolate the dust and use a machine to cut it perfectly. Like robotically align it. Robotically, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. So they do a template and then they cut it in the mm-hmm. workshop. So when it gets taken out to the work site or, you know, the building site, it's just installed. Right. And so there's very little dust exposure to the worker. However, And that's easy to do, isn't it? Because you've got precision um, mathematics there, you've got laser measurements. It's, it's expensive. Yeah, right. Okay. So the machines are expensive and it's important to get the measurements right. And so sometimes they take a you know, bench top out to a work site and they haven't quite got the measurements right from the template. So they might on site do a short cut to try and make it fit rather than taking it back to the machine and taking it back to the work site. So it's that sort of situation where people are doing on building site fabrication, grinding, cutting, polishing, that sort of, sort of thing. That's what can result in the dust being produced and it's not in a controlled environment, so there's no uh, ventilation, there's no wet cutting. And so it's really important that we continue to be educating the workers to be wearing the appropriate PPE, so the masks, and to be doing wet cutting and grinding to have the right ventilation, the right machines, and to do as little as possible on the work site as much as possible back in these more controlled circumstances. Are there little workshops around the country where they are still doing this by hand in the workshop? We know that a lot of operators um, are doing what we would say is dangerous processes. So there's a lot of apartment building and there's a lot of people who are able to just import it themselves and aren't even a large organisation. So we know that uh, from looking at the statistics that there are quite a few businesses which have some vulnerable workers that we probably aren't even aware of. Okay, so off the ra- off the radar. Yes. Okay. Worrying. Yes. So when it, in that case, do you know the numbers of people who may be exposed to silicosis? My understanding is that WorkSafe have found 132 businesses in New Zealand that are known to work with engineered stone. So those are people who import and then will fabricate the bench tops to go into different workplaces or, or homes. So. There's approximately five to 600 workers currently working on tools with the engineered stone. And then of interest to myself and my colleagues are the workers who, prior to us knowing about this, so before 2019, 2020, there are a lot of people who in the 10 or so years prior when engineered stone was being used across New Zealand, there's a lot of people who were doing, who were producing dust and we're being exposed to it, who are likely to have health impacts. A lot of them, I presume, would not still be in the business. That's correct. There's quite a lot of turnover in these sorts of industries. And would they know that they are ill? No. 
Not all of them, no. What we found was even as, as we were filming for 60 Minutes, we were catching people who were still doing the wrong thing. Companies were still not protecting their workers because it costs money. And if there's, you know, houses down the street and the, and the dust is blowing, it puts them at risk as well. It's a really insidious product. There's silica everywhere. So silica right. is all around the earth. It's a very important thing for tunnelling. We're doing tunnelling in New Zealand, mm. mining, quarrying, sandblasting. All of those things expose you to dust. And, and all dust is bad. All dust is bad for you. And we know that dust, when we breathe in dust, it can cause respiratory diseases. And we know that all occupational respiratory diseases are preventable. And it's not just about the lungs, it's also the kidneys and autoimmune diseases. And it's not just about silicosis in the lungs. You can also get lung cancers and other very significant lung diseases from exposure to silica dust. So it's much wider than we've been talking about. But when we look at the Australian situation, when we think about um, the silica that people were exposed to in mining and quarrying, because the content in the rock is lower silica content, it took 5 to 10 to 15 years for an effect, for a health effect. But with engineered stone, with this really high silica content in the stone, and possibly also because there's resins and other risky sort of toxic products in, in the engineered stone, we have had people in Australia who have had as little as seven months exposure to fabricating bench tops who have developed significant disease. And what's really important to understand is that when workers are exposed to the dust, they don't realise that the dust is getting inside the lungs and starting to cause damage because there's a long period of time, that's what we call latency, where you are exposed to the dust and inside your lungs it's causing scarring and inflammation. But you can still walk and talk without breathlessness. And it's not for some time until you start to develop breathlessness or other symptoms. So what we really need to be doing... So do we know how doing, much time? Months? Years? So accelerated silicosis was the term that sort of hit the media initially yeah. because accelerated silicosis means symptoms start in under five years. Right. So we know that in Australia there is somebody who was diagnosed after seven months on the tools. Crikey. So using engineered stone ups the ante considerably. It stacks the odds against you. That's correct. So any building products that have a high silica content or any naturally produced stones that have high silica content cause risk, increased risk, because you can imagine if you're, if you're worried about what's suspended in the air, if there's more silica suspended in the air, the dose is going to be higher. So the important factor that helps us to work out who's going to get health effects is about the intensity and the duration and the percentage of silica. And once they've been diagnosed, what's it, is, is it fatal, always fatal? So the diagnosis and the reason why we're calling for widespread screening by experts is because we want to know who's been exposed and is developing disease. We want to find that out early before they have these end-stage lung symptoms so that we can stop the ongoing exposure and help them with some emerging treatments. New Zealand imports about 60,000 engineered stone slabs a year. Dr Muth is not in favour of a complete ban because she says that would simply tick a box. And the problem is far wider than that. 
That's it for today. I'm Alexia Russell. The detail is supported by the Public Interest Journalism Fund. Rangi Pohok engineered this podcast. Sarah Robson and Bonnie Harrison are our producers. Thanks to Dr Alexandra Mutu and Adele Ferguson. Ka kite anō. <laughs>